0: We're so happy you've joined us today. God wants to do so much for you and through you, and we want to hear about it. Send us your story to pastor at relevant316.com. If you want to support this ministry financially, hop on our website at relevant316.com. There you'll find different giving options to suit your needs. Once again, thanks so much for joining us today. Well, welcome once again. We're about to get into God's word, but before we get into God's word, I'm going to go ahead and pray and ask him to speak to you and speak to my heart as uh, he shares his heart before us during this time. Father God, I thank you so much for this amazing opportunity to be with your people, to connect with your word. Thank you for preserving your word that we may understand and uh, and perceive and, and see your heartbeat for us through your word. And Lord, as you bless us here at Relevant Church, I just ask that you bless all the other churches that are gathering online during this time, the Baptists, the Methodists, Pentecostals, Charismatics, Calvary Chapel. Thank you, God, for our Presbyterian brothers and sisters, Catholic brothers and sisters, Seventh-day Adventist brothers and sisters, and no time do we see ourselves as a divided people, but God, there's only one church, and I ask that you would bless your entire church worldwide, and if there's any that would call upon your name, Lord, through the power of your spirit, may they be saved. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Amen. So I'm going to be reading from the Gospel of Luke chapter 19, Luke chapter 19, verses 28. This is a passage of the triumphal entry where Jesus enters into Jerusalem during Holy Week. This is the, the Sunday right before he is to be crucified. And so there's amazing things in this passage, but I, there's just a couple of things that God showed me this week that I wanted to share with you guys as we um, uh, study the word today. So Luke chapter 19, verse 28, and it reads this way. It says, And when he had said these things, he went on ahead going up to Jerusalem. When he drew near Bethphage and Bethany at the mount that is called Olivet, he sent two of his disciples, saying, Go into the village in front of you, where on entering you will find a colt on which no one has ever sat. Untie it and bring it here. If anyone asks you, Why are you untying it? You shall say this, The Lord has need of it. So those who were sent went away and found it just as he had told them. And And as as they they were untying the colt, its owner said to them, Why are you you untying the colt? And they they said, The Lord has need of it. And they they brought it to Jesus, and throwing on their clothes on the the colt, they set set Jesus on it, and he rode along. They spread the the cloaks on the road. As he was drawing near, already on the way down the Mount of Olives, the whole multitude of his disciples began to rejoice and praise God with a loud voice for all the mighty works that they had seen saying, blessed is the king who comes in the name of the Lord. Peace in heaven and glory in the highest. And some of the Pharisees and the crowd said to him, teacher, rebuke them, rebuke your disciples. They wanted to shut them down to silence their praise. He said, teacher, rebuke your disciples. He answered them, I tell you, if they were silent, if these were silent, the very stones would cry out. And when he drew near and saw the city, he wept over it. Pharisees are like, teacher, rebuke them. It's too loud. It's too loud. Rebuke them. Hush hush, your people. Mm-hmm. And he says, if I was to be silent, even the rocks would cry out. Mm-hmm. Now, now here, here we are um, gathered here. And, and this is a rock. These are some rocks that I found along the way. And they have no purpose but to be rocks. Mm-hmm. However... In your life and in my life, I've found that there are times where something has to be said. Something has to be said. Um, uh, the other night I was with my kids. We're hanging out in the um, uh, evening. they were getting ready to go to bed. And, and I decided they, they like to go Facebook Live with me. I don't know. They think it's a special time. And so they're like, uh, let's do Facebook Live, Daddy. I'm like, okay, let's do Facebook Live. You know, Just, pre- just promise me you'll obey and, 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 and yeah. pretend like you're good kids. And they are really good kids. They really are good kids. But, you know, somehow, like, you know, at the, wrong, at the wrong moment, that's when they decide to act up. So I'm like, let's go Facebook Live. So we're doing Facebook Live, and each of them had something to say. Each of them wanted to share a story because something has to be said. If you're a human, there is something about you that wants to express to proclaim, to declare, to share something, whether it's a good thing or a bad thing. You go to a, a great restaurant, you want to say, man, the barbecue at that place was amazing. You go to the to the mall and you buy something and, and you find a good deal. You want to share with your girlfriend, your, your, your people, say, man, I found a good deal because there's something about us that want to say something about what we're experiencing. Yeah. Your wife does something and even though you should be quiet, Something about you says, I have to say something about this. Huh? We always wanted to share something like, you know, like, like you know, this, if, if, there's an old uh, adage that says that, you know, if you have nothing to say that's nice, don't say anything at all. However, we find ourselves being challenged in that area. We, this, because there's something about us being human where we feel as if we have to say something something has to be said you find a good deal you find a good you're playing a game and or you're watching a game and your favorite player scores you say something about it because that's who we are we're wired that way we're made to say stuff rocks were not made to talk they're made to be rocks they're not made to talk animals make sounds Animals will make sounds, you know. Um, uh, however, even an animal, and they, they can communicate in their own way. They don't talk. They don't, they don't um, have the spiritual gift of, of communication. Communication is a spiritual thing. The very fact that you can talk, it's a very spiritual thing. It's something that is like that, that God gave us uniquely for us to be able to express, to share, and to proclaim, and to say something. Yeah. We're wired to respond to the events of our life. Jesus said, if my people don't say anything, mm. the very stones would cry out. Mm-hmm. Good. Mm. The Pharisees are like, shush them, hush them up. He says, if they don't say and proclaim and share what they're, ex- what they're experiencing, the rocks will cry out and, and, and speak out mm-hmm. in their stead. But, but here's the thing about it I want to share with you. Don't let a rock do a job mm. that you're supposed to do. Wow. Come on. good. Don't let a rock do something that you're supposed to do. We're on social media. Some of you are watching this on Facebook. And if you're watching on Facebook, go ahead and put a comment in below. Or if you're on YouTube, comment on YouTube. If you're watching from our church online platform, just let us know where you're watching from. Who's with you? Who's watching this with you? The very fact that we are connecting on the internet right now is designed because humans have a need and a desire and a a wiring that wants them to communicate and say something. Instagram is about you proclaiming something. Look at the food I'm eating. Look at the place I'm at. It's you communicating and saying something. Facebook is about you saying something. Now, sometimes we get in in trouble on Facebook because we say things that we're not supposed to be saying, right? And all kinds of fights. Um, uh, take place uh, right here because we, 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 we like to share. We like to share our opinions and, and to say something. However, we should never let a rock do our job. Right. Good. On. Okay. Never let a rock do our job. I don't want to let a rock do something that I'm supposed to do. Right. Yeah. I don't want to let a rock do, do something that I'm supposed to do. Now the thing is this, that we go to, we as humans worship all the time. We say something all the time. Everything that you say whether you believe it or not, I want to tell you this. Everything that you say is an act of worship. Everything that you say is an act of worship. If you're complaining about something, you are worshiping something. Right? Everything that you say and do is an act of worship because your primary reason of being created, you're created to worship something. Now you can attribute your worship to good things, to great things. Objects of worship, like God, or you can attribute it to things that are lower things. Are we together? We're made to worship. We go to the mall and we worship. Whenever you're pulling out your wallet and you're buying something, guess what? With your buying and your selling, you're worshiping something. We're made to have, um, uh, and, and God wires us to enjoy a good time, but even if we're enjoying a good time, whatever we express is an expression of worship. And I want to say to you this to you, don't waste your crying out. Yeah, don't waste what you worship. Don't waste your worship on things that don't have anything worthy of your worship. Don't, don't allow a rock to do your job. Don't allow a rock to do your job. Jesus is coming down into Jerusalem and he's on, on, on a donkey. Now, the, the thing about this is that, like in that passage that we read, there's so much uh, compare and contrast that's taking place. You've got Jesus who's pure, Jesus who's clean, sitting on the back of an, uh, of an animal that's unclean. Okay? Um, uh, you've got two groups of people. You've got people who are praising God, who are like, glory to God in the highest. Blessed is the one who comes in the name of the Lord. Um, uh, Hose- they're crying out, Hosanna, Lord save, Lord save. And in that same crowd, there's some people who are like, shut up shut up you've got people who are praising and then you've got people who are whining the text literally says that they were crying out with a loud voice now i've been in the church for long enough to know that there's some people like you know whenever we come to church on sunday it's a little bit too loud can we lower the volume just a little bit and here's what i want to say to you when you get to heaven heaven's gonna be loud my people It's going to be loud with people who are like, you know what? On earth, I had to be reserved. But now that I'm in front of the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, I'm going to give him all of my worship. I'm going to let everyone know how I got over, how I got to this place. It's going to be a loud place. It was loud. You have worship going on. You've got whining going on. You've got people crying out, Hosanna. You've got people saying, hush. People saying, hush it, quiet down. You've got people who've got all kinds of joy and people who are kind of hating. Yeah. So you've got people who are carrying joy in their heart, and you've got people who are hating on Jesus. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so there's this all kinds of, of, of contrast taking place. Now, the thing is, this also is that as, as, as these people, this crowd that on this day is crying out, blessed is the one who comes in the name of the Lord, the king that comes in the name of the Lord, glory to God in the highest, and peace in heaven, and, 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 and they're crying out, Hosanna. In a few days, this same crowd is going to be crying out, crucify him. Amen. So you've got this contrast of many different things taking place during this time. You've got people who are loving and people who are hating. You've got people who are, are rejoicing and people who are rejecting at the same time. You've got the, this group of Pharisees and these, the crowd, his disciples, who are like completely amazed at what Jesus has done. I want to read the passage. I'm going to read the passage again real quick. In verse 37, it says, As he was drawing near, already on the way down from the Mount of Olives, the whole multitude of his disciples began to rejoice and praise God with a loud voice for all the mighty works that they had seen. So they have seen Jesus do amazing things. They've seen him heal the blind. They've seen him provide for a meal for 20,000 people. They've seen him do all these things, and they're like, this is amazing. Uh, no, no matter what, what cares they have on their minds, on their hearts, all those things seem to disappear because they're focused on the wonderful things that Jesus has done and accomplished. Now, the thing is, is that a lot of times in life, we can be so focused on the things that are happening to us and around us that we forget what he has done all along the way. Yeah, and then we allow a rock to do what we're supposed to be doing Are you with me. It says, it says, and they were saying, verse 38, blessed is the king who comes in the name of the Lord, peace in heaven and glory in the highest. And some of the Pharisees, the Pharisees, the Pharisees, there are people in your life that want to seize your joy, to seize your worship, to seize the voice of, of praise that you, over um, uh, what God has done and accomplished in your life. And they come around, they're like, please, teacher, tell your people to quiet down. Tell your people to hush up. Tell your people to, to, to lower their volume, to, to slow their roll. Hmm. And he says to them, I tell you, if these were silent, the very stones would cry out. If these were silent, the very stones would cry out. I want to let you know that there's a spirit of the Pharisees alive today. Because so, something happens to us in life, and we're so quick to forget all the things that we've seen God do in our life. Mm. We're so quick to, we, we, we have like the, the, um, uh, the memory of a fly. We only remember what's happened to us in the last few seconds, and we, don't, we forget the things that God has done. And the Pharisees come around, they're like, stop your praise. Hush your praise. Mm. Jesus is like, if I tell you the truth, if they were silent. The very stones would cry out. A lot of folks would think that 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 passage is talking about how the the, the stones or the rocks would would start praising God, but but that's not what is uh, being said in particular. What is being said in particular is that the rocks would cry out against you for not doing what you're supposed to be doing. Mm-hmm. They'll stand in judgment good. over your lack of praise. Yeah. They'll literally get up and say, "I'm I'm not supposed to say anything, but God's been good to you." <laughs> I'm not supposed to say anything, but God's taking care of you. Come on, it's good. Two two ideas I want to I, w- I want you to to take home. Number one, God wants you to be complete in your praise. God wants you. To be complete in your praise, to be complete in your praise, to fully embrace all the things, to to remember the wonderful and the mighty things that that, that you have seen. Uh, Notice how the pastor says that they were proclaiming with a loud voice. Don't lower the volume of your praise, complete it by raising a hallelujah. But the thing is this, that a lot of times we have a propensity and and, and a proclivity to always give more praise to things that don't deserve it. You go to a yes. ball game and it's like, yes, <laughs> yep. they scored. Yep. And then when you look at what God's done, it's kind of like, praise God. Hmm. God's been good. <laughs> it's good. Raise it up. Raise it up. Be complete in your praise. Second thing, second thing, second point I want to leave you is this, is that God wants you to compete with your praise. Your praise needs to be competitive praise, mm-hmm. to be competitive praise. There's a competition here. You, you may not see it, but, but, but uh, the Pharisees, like, tell them to shut up. And, 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 and the Lord is like, listen, if they don't praise me, if they don't um, I'll worship me right now, um, uh, the, the rocks are going to have to do it. The rocks are going to have to raise up their voice. Yes. He wants you to compete. L- let me put it this way. Your praise of God, your worship of God needs to be higher and at, at a deeper level, at a higher level, than your praise for your job. Mm. Mm. Then your praise for the relationship that you're in, the praise for all the other things that are happening in your life. Where God wants to be placed is in a place where he competitively is higher than any other thing. See here's the thing about us that we all are great worshipers. Every human being is a great worshiper. Is it that you worship the meal that you ate? Oh, yeah, come on. Let's just be real. We're, 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 friends. we're friends. We're friends. We're friends. We're friends. Sometimes we post more on Instagram about the things that we think are good than we'll, we'll post about what God's done in our life. I've seen way too many as I scroll. Oh, man, that's a great meal. Wow, they're eating good. Wow, that's an awesome um, uh, outfit that they're wearing. We see all those things. Listen, God's saying, listen, my, the worship that you give me needs to be higher than the worship you give all those other things. Don't let a rock. Do your job. Don't let a rock do your job. Now, the thing is is that throughout Scripture, there's been many rocks that have had a history of seeing what God has done. I remember in the the book of uh, Exodus, the children of Israel are coming out of uh, Egypt, and they've been in the wilderness. And as they've been in the wilderness, they've run out of water. And it says that Moses took his staff, and he struck a rock, and out of the rock came Fiji water, gushing out. (laughs) And if the rocks of back then could speak, that rock would say, even though you were hungry and needed nourishment in your desert, praise God because he provided water from a rock. I remember there's a passage where it t- talks about how Joshua was leading the children of Israel and they came to the Jordan, to the, um, uh, the river Jordan and, and, and the river was at flood level and they could not cross over. And, and all that Joshua had to do was to take a step into the water and the, the waters receded. And when he got to the other side, and when the children of Israel got to the other side, he built an, an, an altar with rocks. If those rocks could speak, I think that those rocks would say, take that step in faith. Take that step in faith because God will meet you on the other side of your faith if the rocks could speak back then. I remember there's, there's a story of, of, of David in the valley of Elah and the children of Israel are fighting the Philistines. You remember that story, right? If those rocks could speak, the rocks that, that David picked up and put into his slingshot and he struck that giant, I bet you that rock would say, praise God, because whenever you face a giant in your life, God will meet you there and he'll defeat every giant in your life. Oh, there, I remember the story of Nehemiah. Nehemiah was was um, uh, in cap in, in captivity, serving a king, a foreign king, and and he heard about how there was a destruction of of the walls around the the city of uh, of Jerusalem, and, and and he asked if he could go back and rebuild the walls, and and if those rocks that he used to to build that wall could could speak, I bet you they'll praise God. They'll say praise God because if you have a dream to rebuild something in your life, God will provide. God will take those who hold you captive to yeah. finance the dream that you have so good. Yeah. Come on. oh yeah, yeah 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 if the rocks could talk do not let a rock do your job i remember the woman who was caught in adultery mm-hmm. if the rocks would speak the rocks that were going to be used to stone that woman if they could speak mm-hmm. I bet you they'll say, praise God, because he will forgive you of all your sins. There is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. If those rocks could talk, do not let a rock do your job. I wonder what the rocks at the resurrection would say. If the rocks would speak at the resurrection, if the rocks would speak at the resurrection, at the resurrection, it says that they had sealed the tomb and put a rock on the, on the entryway of the tomb, but, but early on Sunday morning, early on Sunday morning, he rose, that, that rock, that stone was, was rolled away. If that stone, if that rock could speak, you would say, praise God because he is alive. He is the resurrection and the life. Yes. Do not let a rock Do your job. We have something to proclaim. We have something to share. As we enter this holy week, as we enter this season of of remembering the resurrection, the next few days will be an awesome opportunity for all of us to proclaim the mighty works that God has done. There are people who are are afraid of death all around them. Maybe you've been called. To be the person who proclaims, Jesus is the resurrection and the life. He is the healer. He is the healer in the sick room. He is the one who restores all things and makes all things new. Perhaps instead of get, 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 getting in on the on the blame game and, and pointing fingers and, and, and being down on all the things that are going on around you and, and being down and depressed and down and out, perhaps he's called you to be the person who can raise a hallelujah that is louder. Or are you going to lift a rock? your job. Compete in your praise and be complete in your praise and your worship. Your next few steps are if you're a believer, I want to encourage you to raise hallelujahs all over your life. To live a life that doesn't allow something that, I can't, that can't express the virtue and the goodness of God. Do not allow a rock to do your job. You're a worshiper. Let, let, let his name be famous in your life, around your life. May people be able to look at your life and say, Wow, I see that God is real because he's real through you. Perhaps you're just tuning in and you're trying to figure out all these things, trying to figure out where, where you stand with God. Let me tell you something. Jesus was on his way to Jerusalem, and he saw Jerusalem. and says he began to weep. He wept because he, he was coming to bring peace to people, to a people that, was re, that, that did not know who he was and what he was about to do for them. But in a few days, he'd go on a cross and die for their sins and be resurrected on the third day. He did it for those people back then, and he did it for you right now. This is your opportunity to enter into a relationship with Him. To begin something new with Him. To start a walk with Him. To actually be commissioned to live a life that now has meaning and purpose as a worshiper. You've been worshiping and praising things that never filled your life. And today is a day that you can now begin a new journey proclaiming the mighty things. People were crying out, Hosanna! Lord, save. It was a prayer that has been fulfilled through the death, burial, and resurrection of Christ. And all you have to do is say, yes, Lord. I'm going to pray for you right now. Father God, I want to lift up all the individuals, the believers who are being reminded to live a life of worship, as well as those who are entering into faith, starting a new journey with you. Father God, we thank you for your salvation. We thank you for your, the freedom that we find in you. We thank you that you are a provider. We thank you that you are a rebuilder. We thank you that you are our defense and our offense. We thank you that you're the one who, who, who drops the rocks of condemnation that were, that were pointed against us. And you forgive us and give us your grace and your mercy. We believe in what you've accomplished for us. We turn to you right now, in Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. 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 Hey, listen. Thank you so much for joining us. I want to invite you to be with us over the next few days as we look towards Easter, towards Resurrection Sunday next week. Um, it's a very special time for the Body of Christ. It's a very special time because normally, uh, under normal circumstances, it's the biggest, the biggest services. For churches across the world, thousands of people, millions, billions of people gather to worship Jesus on Resurrection Sunday. And now because of social distancing and this this virus that's been set out against us, we're not going to meet the way that we normally meet. But here's what's going to happen. I want to remind you, number one, the first Easter, the first Resurrection Sunday was not a big Resurrection Sunday. There weren't crowds gathered. It was a personal thing. Because the resurrection is personal. So I want to invite you to to take time during this week to center your life, to dedicate your life and allow God to speak to you. We have prepared a special Holy Week devotional and I want to make that available to you so in the comments below and on the link below there'll be a place for you to go ahead and download that. Uh, Over the next few days, there'll be daily readings and scriptures to help get you centered and and, uh, get your whole family. I'd I'd say that if you can gather as a family and and read that together during this time, it'll be an amazing time. The second thing I want you to do is to invite someone to join us next week or throughout the week as we have prayer meetings. And and also next week specifically when we join together to celebrate the resurrection of our Jesus, our, our Lord and Savior. It's going to be an amazing time. Thanks again for listening to this week's message. We'd love to stay connected with you. Find us on Facebook and on Instagram at Relevant Riverside. We hope you have a great week.